Hi, and welcome to a new episode of Pasha. My name is Godfred Boafo. Thanks for joining us. Today, we look into stand-up comedians in Zimbabwe. In 2019, Zimbabwean comedy made international news when comedian Samantha Kuraya, known on stage as Gonyati, was abducted and tortured by a masked gunman. She's one of many comedians in Zimbabwe who have faced violent repercussions for their comedy. Our guest today is Amanda Kalstick, a doctoral researcher at the University of Manchester in the UK. Amanda, you're a politics scholar doing international relations. Why did you choose stand-up comedy in Zimbabwe as your field of research for your PhD? Well, Zimbabwean stand-up comedy is fascinating for a politics scholar for several reasons, really. So, firstly, Zimbabwe is a country which has suffered economic difficulties and where people's speech acts are regulated in several ways. It's, for example, illegal to insult the president. Yet, stand-up comedy has continued to grow in the countries. You can see that there are more regular shows, there are several more comedians, and comparing the early 2000s with 2018 or 19, you're going from a handful of comedians to around about 20 comedians. And the possibilities of these are really interesting and evident looking specifically at female stand-up comedians in Zimbabwe and looking at how they resist patriarchal power relations through stand-up. And that's really what got me interested in looking further at the topic. Can you tell us how many women stand-up comedians you found? So I was able to identify um, six active female stand-up comedians at the time of my research, which I think really indicates how sexism affects women's decision to engage in the art and the way in which um, women are affected really by patriarchal power norms in the country. So what have you learned from a comedian like Munya Guramatunu? Yeah, so talking to Munya really highlighted to me how women stand-up comedians are impacted by gender norms in Zimbabwe. So it's not just, um, as actually another female comedian pointed out in an interview, that women are often not expected to perform stand-up, but that when they do, people are very quick to judge them. For example, based on what they wear. So this means that things such as picking an outfit to wear on stage becomes more than just picking something from the wardrobe and putting it on. Tell us about comedian Sharon Chedeu. So Sharon is one of the stand-up comedians that I watched perform during my fieldwork in 2018 and 2019 in Zimbabwe. So Sharon's comedy is really interesting amongst other things due to the way in which she speaks about both wanting sex and being a single mother. So in the Zimbabwean public sphere, gendered narratives about sex portraying women as whores and witches are often used to delegitimize them as actors whereas they're described more positively as mothers when they act in submissive ways. So Sharon's comedy, where she addresses both motherhood and sex, portraying herself as the multifaceted human being that she is, challenges gender norms in the country by reframing common conceptions of how women should act in the country. Despite the odds, your study found that stand-up empowers women comedians? Yes, so talking to female stand-up comedians in Zimbabwe, it was really interesting to hear that, regardless of how they'd come to perform stand-up, once they stepped out on stage, they felt empowered and emboldened to speak out about things that they normally would not address in their day-to-day -day lives. So I'm actually often struck by the way that Sharon described this sensation of being on stage to me in 2018 in an interview. Um, actually, let me quote her. So she said that, uh, being on stage is like wearing a Superman costume, and the only thing that can get you is kryptonite, and by now you're like, there's no kryptonite here. We now hear from Munya and Sharon about what it's like being women in stand-up comedy in Zimbabwe. Munya Guramatunu. Hey, thank you so much for having me. 
Um, how do I deal with backlash from the state when it comes to my comedy? Um, so far, so good. Still have the freedom to walk around, so that's nice. Um, yeah, I'm just really grateful that so far I am still safe. And also, I just, I do try to keep it somewhat safe without getting into non-truths. Sharon Chedu. The first thing, the first thing that happens when there's backlash, especially with, like, extreme, like in the case of my, my co-worker, it's fear. You are, like, that you get so afraid and from fear becomes paranoia. So everything you do, everywhere you go, every move you make, you find yourself double-checking every sound, you, you, you jump, you know. From fear, there's anger. Anger causes you ask yourself, what, what have I done really to receive such backlash? What crime have I committed other than just speaking the truth, other than just exercising democracy as they say that we have because we live in a democratic nation apparently as they say here as the popular saying you have freedom of speech but not necessarily freedom after speech so then how do i deal with the backlash just keep going just keep doing the comedies keep keep speaking truth to power keep being the voice of the voiceless i think that's the only way you can win here just to not let them win how are women stand-ups perceived in Zimbabwe? Are we perceived at all? <laughs> um, but there's just so few of us. Um, there's just so very few of us. And lu- luckily, luckily, um, I've been quite blessed. Like, people have been quite nice to us. Depending, because, again, it's always... The, the people who actually came to watch you will tell you, hey, I loved you so much. I love you. So, even if it's just one person, an audience of 50 people who didn't love, but there'll be one person whose day you made. Um, so I think that's just sort of... We just sort of performed to our niche market. Yeah, some of the backlash has been from other comedians, actually. People will say things like, oh, well, you only got this job because you're a woman and they needed just like anyone he didn't have to be funny it's like okay well you know i'm might be new and maybe i got this job just because i'm a woman if that's what you think but you've been here for x many years more than i have and you're just still being mediocre like i'm sorry they're not handing out prizes for being mediocre i don't know what to tell you uh, it's a very weird sentiment so far yeah, our audiences have been quite receptive and warm and nice and anywhere that wasn't it was a bad night for everybody anyway Sharon, despite the odds, what makes it worth it? When you meet people, when you read um, the feedback, the feedback we receive from the people makes it all worth it. Even the backlash, actually. Even the backlash, because receiving that backlash means that we're doing something right. We're touching on issues, touching on topics that some people don't want us to touch on. Which just means we're doing something right. We're doing exactly what we what we set out to do, you know, becoming the voice of the voiceless. So it makes it all worth it, worth it. When you meet people and they tell you that, you know, when I'm stressed at work, when I'm, when I'm depressed or I'm having the worst day ever and I go online, look for your works, then I start laughing and then my day just gets better. That such comments make it all worth it. So, yeah, um, I don't think I'll pick any other career than what. I'm doing right now what I'm currently doing right now. What are some of the jokes you make about men, women, dating, and sex? 
Munyag. Why are you asking for free jokes though? <laughs> also, I actually like don't remember <laughs> a lot of the things I may have said while on stage. But I do know one of the points I wanted to make was that a lot of men will judge like, oh, this woman, she's always walking around with her breasts out, with her butt out. She doesn't respect herself at all. Meanwhile, meanwhile, for all of the money that they have spent on a Gucci, fake, no less, Gucci belt, everybody's pants are just like halfway down their bum. Your, like, your entire bum is out. And the entire city can see your <clears throat> butt. Everybody now knows more information about you than they need to know. They know your waist size. They know what kind of underwear you wear. They know how far up you wipe, which is probably not that far. They know how often you do underwear, which again, seems to not be that often. It's just so disgusting. I literally, I have never met a single woman who was like, oh, one of the best things about this guy I like is I get to see his ass hanging out, his ass crack hanging out all day long. Like literally nobody, nobody has ever wanted to see your booty flakes. But... Like, not to speak on behalf of all women, but I feel like I can safely speak on behalf of anybody who's attracted to men. I think the jokes, also, sometimes I'm just the joke. Like, I did, I am trying to, like, you know, meet new people. So I did meet somebody on Bumble, and they're like, oh, I'll come to your show for sure. And then they didn't. So I guess the joke there was just me. Well, we'll get there. Uh, there's a bunch of others. I just can't remember them right now, but please do. If you can come to a show, uh, I say this like I've set up shows, but <laughs> when I set up shows, please do come. Um, yeah, and thank you so much for, for having me. Sharon. I talk about how being a woman of a certain age and a woman of a certain status, uh, it's difficult to date or to find people were actually keen on dating a woman like me. So I talk about that. I talk about the difficulties of dating. So that's dating and men at the same time. And then talk about being a mother. I've got jokes about, you know, being a mother, giving birth and my experiences. So some of my jokes actually are centered around, centered around or stem from personal experiences. But then obviously there's a bit of exaggeration. But I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you my jokes exactly because that's my material. But if I want to come over there and do some stand-up and then now you've written my jokes down. No, well now people have heard my jokes on this podcast. So no. It's not easy doing stand-up in Zimbabwe. Being a woman means it is even harder. But Amanda's study found there is empowerment for women who have gone this route. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Pasha, produced by Char Blignot and Ozer Patel. From me, Godfrey Boafo. Bye for now.